Welcome to the Optimist Futures Podcast, a place to learn from an industry insider with over 20 years of experience in commodity futures and options. Gain insight to the newest technology, platforms, risk management, trading philosophy, and advice about the current state of the futures and options markets. For futures trading platforms, deep discounts trading commissions, overnight margins, and instructional videos, feel free to visit our website at optimistfutures.com. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimus Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence. Now, here's your host, founder and CEO of Optimus Futures, Matt Zimberg. When we approach the markets, we always ask the question, how is the market going to open tomorrow? And the right answer is, nobody knows. And that's the right answer because truly no one knows. Yet, traders in their approach approach the market in a way that they think that trading is some sort of a predictive type activity. So they're trying to predict. Now, I I know I've touched on it in uh, past podcasts where I've been telling traders that, you know, trading is all about decision making. But today I'm just going to try and put it in some sort of a process. So let's just stay with me on this logic just for a little bit and then you know we'll um you know we'll we'll build on it so if we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow we confuse with time frames we think we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow but when we look at charts we try and predict what's going to happen in the next five minutes 10 minutes 15 minutes and this is why we end up listen to analysts on TV. They say the market is going to go up in the next quarter or the next day. Or they see that this activity will continue for the next week or the next day. And, you know, this is why we pay newsletters so much money to get predictions from them. Because in our hearts, we still want to believe that somebody else knows the market out there. But the truth is, I don't approach anything as a prediction model you can predict anything and that is the truth and a lot of people who have been trading for a long time understand that and the beginners don't understand that because in the beginner's mind well if i can't predict the market how am i going to make money i have to predict that the market is going to go up or it's going to go down or anything like that right and there is some I would say some truth to that, but the fact that you place a trade from that moment on, again, as I mentioned in another podcast, you don't know the future and there's a lot of uncertainty. So what you have to do is before you place a trade, whether to go long or to go short, you have to approach it in some sort of a process, right? So let's walk through this process a little bit. The first thing that you have to understand is that what you're really trying to determine in every single possible trade 
is the risk and the reward. That's really it. It's not about predicting whether the market is going to go up or going to go down. It's about predicting the right risk and reward and acting on it. So this is where it basically starts. Let's look at somebody who's a chart trader, right? I know there are dome traders, but really the same logic would apply. So I would assume that majority of the people are chart traders and they look at charts and they're fluctuating back and forth. And at some point you say, well, I think the market is going to go up, right? Okay. Now at that point that you think the market is going to go up, what you really thinking of is a some sort of a probability right again you don't know if it's going to go up or down naturally but what you want to do is build some sort of a risk and reward model at this point if you think it's going to go up what is the reward that you expect out of it and what is the risk that you expect to take on yourself in assuming this trade this is the first action right so let's use for example, the E-mini contract, um, the E-mini S&P, you are going into the market and now you're saying, okay, I'm going to go long. I have the setup. Probability is that it could potentially go up. And I use the word potentially here. My reward that I expect out of this move is five points and I'm going to risk three points. Now you have a reward that's higher than your risk. This is really the most important first part in your trade, determining the risk and reward. So charts um, do not predict the future. Any patterns you find or anything of that sort, whatever happened in the past happens in the past. Hence the disclaimer, past performance is not indicative of future results. It's a smart disclaimer. It's an intelligent disclaimer that our regulators um, have said because the reality is whatever happened in the past does not mean anything about the future, anything. So again, you're going to your risk and reward. Once you determine your risk and reward, the second thing that you have to um, determine is the timing of your trade right so you determine the timing and when the timing is right for you when the setup occurs that's when you enter the market so now you have the risk and reward behind you and now you have the timing if you combine risk and reward and timing what it does it gives you a possibility to win not a probability it gives you a possibility Right now, because the probability is, is is really in the combination of 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 um, you know of all those things, whether it's going to be a positive or a negative trade, it's it's your risk and reward after a hundred trades, not just one. So here you have risk and reward, the first thing, then timing, then it gives you a possibility, and basically you enter the market. Right, that's what happens. So your decisions should be oriented around this this type of idea and whether you're a trader short-term trader whether you are um, long-term investor or anything like that those are the three things that are extremely important right so essentially you're trying to build odds that are in your favor this is what you're all trying to do the combination of risk reward and timing can give you potentially 
better odds than other traders that just enter the market, um, you know, on, on the gut feel, on the limb, or they think, or, you know, whatever the case is. So those odds are basically what will determine your success in the future. Remember, short-term success is meaningless. It's absolutely meaningless, especially in a bull market like we have right now, that you can potentially, you know, on every, um, you know, so far, at least, I should say that every time it went down, it went up, it went down, it went up. But even in that market, even though it's trading up, if you're a day trader, you, you know that it's very hard to trade it, right? It's Because, again, everything that I'm telling you that it went back up, it's on hindsight, right? You don't know if tomorrow is going to be a huge uh, correction. Some sort of a tweet could be from our president, could be a tweet from the Fed, could be, you know, or it could be from the World Health Organization. Anything could just sabotage it so essentially you know what you're building here is probability and if you think about it for a minute building this kind of model does not really only relate to to trading right i mean there's a lot of people who look at risk and reward of things and timing risk and reward and timing and those are the things that you keep on looking at and this is how you get to the decision making part you know, when when um, when I spoke today to one of our potential customers, you know, he he, we were discussing the fact that it's decision making, but he asked me a very intelligent question. Well, well, how do I make those decisions, right? Like, what what does entail? It's a decision making, which which is true. I I don't think I've ever explained it. So the decision making is really not thinking of the market as a mechanism that you can predict but rather thinking of it as a mechanism that you work with with probabilities. And this is what you um, um, orient yourself around. Now, if you, if you think along those lines that I can't predict the future, but I can build models that are built on risk and reward and timing, and that what gives me really the possibility to have a positive expectancy or, as we say, um, you know, uh, a profitable trade, that's you know what, what's going to give you the confidence, I, I believe, to develop, um, or or I should say, further your method when times will be volatile or less volatile. I'll I'll give you an example. So let's say you think about risk reward and timing, right? It gives you the possibility. So let's say the market right now it's kind of has you know. Again, you know, for, for to each his own. I mean, for everybody, this market could be highly volatile. To us, to me, I mean, the last few weeks, it, it wasn't. So, you know, it just fluctuates in a normal manner as markets fluctuate, as opposed to abnormal fluctuations that we had during COVID, you know, in February, March, April, and so forth. So, you know, now we had, we have some sort of a, I would say, for lack of a better word, you know, a normal pace of, of, of the market. Now, if you think about in terms of risk-reward timing possibility, imagine that one day the market is extremely volatile and we're going to go back to that volatility, right? So now you're going to think about, okay, how do I define my risk and reward now? Can Is the risk worth my reward? Is it Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I'm not here to determine. But no question that at this point, now you're not trying to determine in this volatility, this insane volatility, whether the market is going to go up or down. 
or or if we were to have one in the same market like we had in COVID, um, what what you will determine is basically risk and reward ratios, and then you will then you will have to determine the obstacle of timing. Where do I enter this trade when I ha- to to get this risk and reward? So you may determine that you can get the timing right. The market is just all over the place. I mean, during COVID, it went up 100 points, down 100 points. I mean, it could happen again. It, it will happen again. It's no question. You know, this type of behavior, just there's always a different catalyst for it. And again, risk is after you thought of everything, right? It's after you thought of everything and, and then something happens that nobody anticipated and that takes the market you know, by surprise, and it's shocking the market, and you have that. That's why really market re- react. Markets are very smart mechanisms. Markets actually integrate the collective thought of all of us as people. However, you know, they didn't think about COVID, right? I mean, because nobody even, you know, not that people didn't talk about it, about, you know, pandemics, but the market didn't factor it as much. So think about the next time, right? Of Maybe you, if the timing is not right, then you can trade which is okay, not taking a position because you just, you can't, you might have the right risk or reward for your setups, but you can't get the timing right. Or you might get the timing, but you can't figure out because of the fluctuations, the risk and reward. You just don't have those two elements, which doesn't give you the possibility to enter the market. Right? Okay. Those three concepts are very, very important to comprehend because if you want to stay in the markets long term, I think you have to really drill those ideas of risk reward timing that leads to a possibility right into your DNA. And the reason that I'm saying it is because there are many times in the marketplace that are so devastating. And again, by the way, I don't think that the COVID thing was as bad despite all the volatility and again this is my personal opinion and i don't want to state anything as a fact because you know and you can disagree with me but i think despite the covid 19 issue we had the market still went back up because of technology companies but i've actually been through 2008 and that was devastating that was just devastating markets that went down and down and down and down. I think at some point the index were down like 50%. Now what happens at the time, during the time, which you might, I don't know how old you are now, believe me, whether you believe me or not, but there was an entire generation that was so devastated from what happened in 2008 that they really did not enjoy the ride of a bull market right after. They just didn't because they were just shocked from what happened and I don't blame them I understand but what I really um, um, realized along the way that since the Great Depression there were so many bad markets and those bad markets sometimes devastate certain people to such an extent they don't even want to touch trading let alone you know in this modern day and age day trading So you had, for example, you know, I don't want to go back very far in history, but we can definitely go back to the NASDAQ days in the 90s. The market just went through the roof, right? People were buying, selling, buying, selling. Again, there was no thinking of risk, reward, or timing. They were just buying and selling as the market went up. 
And then the market collapsed. You know, the, think about it. Just the market collapsed, wiped out all those day traders. Um, I remember entire brokerages were wiped out, divisions. Um, not going to mention the name of the bank, but I was very young at the time. And I was on the trading floor of one of the banks, you know, in New York. And, uh, you know, they, they had a whole section in the back of... of um, of traders, I think they were the Nasdaq traders. Um, at least they were very happy at the time, so they looked like Nasdaq traders. But I remember the pictures after of empty desks, right? So there's always a generation out there that goes through some sort of a devastation and will not trade again. And if you don't want to be, you know, one of those people who trades and then goes through this devastation, I really believe that what I told you today can really help you in trading. And again, I'm going to repeat it. Don't think of the market or, you know, your dome reading, your chart reading, your whatever analysis you use out there as a, as a, as a, as a predictive model. Think of it as in terms of risk, reward, trying to get the right timing, which will gives you a possibility to, to, to gain. And essentially, if you treat it like that model, I believe that you will be able to weather, um, you know, potentially i should say potentially whether you know very bad times if if the markets were to correct in such a way one way you'll be able to do it it's either adjusting your risk and reward or just coming to the conclusion that you know rather than trying to gain you can get the timing or risk and reward so you just avoid it altogether and then you continue when the um when there is um a better uh, period out there so whatever decision you take as a result you know I, I i hope that it helps you um that's it for now i hope this um helps you you know if you want to ask me trading questions that would give me also ideas to uh post um or i should say record on this uh podcast you can go to community dot optimusfutures.com and you can ask me any trading question um i'm always talking to traders and i always try to understand their obstacles you know here at optimus futures we run um a discount firm we run a self-directed discount firm but nevertheless you know we we talk to people and um as a result of that what i do is basically you know, some of the people tell me the process that they go through. And then I have those aha moments, you know, and which leads me, well, this is what I'm going to explain to you guys, right? So everything that I talk every day about every day is really a result of talking to people, come, people who are coming to our brokerage at Optimus Futures, and they basically, you know, just kind of ask us questions. Sometimes they don't ask questions. Sometimes they just look for a broker, but somehow along the way, you know, they tell me what they like, what they don't like, previous things that they did, just tell me a little bit about their history. So I, I find it kind of um, interesting. Some of the histories, I would say that, you know, many of them are the same. And once in a while, there is, you know, someone who comes through a different background. Today, I spoke to a really nice gentleman, super nice guy, really good guy. He's actually a veteran, you know, of the American Army. 
Um, and I'm really grateful to him for all the things that he's done for us in this country. And I mean it sincerely. And we really had a heart-to-heart kind of a conversation about, you know, about the process of trading, right? We discussed of um, discussed about um, the idea of how to approach, you know, situations. And he said something very, very smart, right? He said when, you know, when, when somebody approached him with a problem, let's say, a, you know, um, somebody of lower rank, I would assume, you know, he didn't just want to hear the problem. He wanted to hear a potential solution. And it's a very intelligent approach also to trading. Um, you know, being part of the process, a lot of people are looking for mentors, right? And part of the process, once you recognize the issue, then you have to start thinking, well, how do I fix it? So you come to somebody with experience and do I fix it that way? Clearly, you know, a commander is not always looking for, you know, a lower ranking soldier to give him a solution, but he wants to evolve him in a way to be also a decision maker and one that, you know, will solve its own issues. Part of the, this, this, this podcast is, is really to challenge you as well. You say, well, if you have problems in trading, then, you know, I go out there and I say, okay, well, what's the solution? And sometimes you don't have the solution. So at least I want to give you some tools to think about, you know, what I said before, risk, reward, you know, timing that leads to a possibility. That's basically it. Um, I've actually been recording it 20 minutes and I didn't even notice. So it's a little bit longer than usual, but I hope it helps you. Um, In any case, I wish you a great week. Um, we would love to earn your business here at Optimist Futures. If you come to www.optimistfutures.com, call us. We'd like to uh, accommodate you. Uh, if you need to call us in North America, it's 1-800-771-6748. And locally, it's 561-367-8686. And again, I just want to remind everyone that there's a substantial risk of loss in futures trading, past performance is not indicative of uh, future results. Please trade only with your risk capital. Don't uh, don't uh, do things that will put your livelihood at jeopardy. That's it for now. And until the next podcast, this is Matt Z. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can also find us on YouTube. Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, all under the username Optimus Futures. If you have any questions, feel free to send us an email to support at OptimusFutures.com or give us a call directly at 561-367-8686 or toll-free at 1-800-771-6748. Once again, thank you for listening to the Optimus Futures podcast. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimist Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence.